Hello everyone, how are we? Hope you're doing well. I have, what have I done today? Nothing much actually, just got a nice cup of tea, nice cup of coffee. And it is the day after I have officially launched the waitlist for Confident Launch Collective. So it has been nice waking up this morning, seeing so many of you guys click on the sales page for it, checking it out, having a look. And I am so excited actually about this program. So if you haven't already, go and check out the link. I'm going to leave it in the show notes below for the waitlist for Confident Launch Collective. I'm going to be speaking a little bit about the program throughout this. Uh, what, what, what am I doing? A podcast. You Can you tell I've only had one coffee? I need more. I need more. And don't worry, it's not going to be just me constantly plugging CLC. There is going to be lots of value in this podcast as I love to deliver. So we are going to be speaking today about five tweaks you can make to your launch strategy that make a huge impact, that make a big difference to the sales that you are going to make from your launch. And I have launched a lot In fact, one of uh, my podcast episodes, one of the very first ones I ever released was all about how I launched six times in 2021, which was a lot, maybe slightly excessive, but I learned so much from every single one of those launches. And actually, if you want to go check that episode out, um, I can leave that in the pod in the show notes below. Mind you, you don't have to scroll back far to find it. I think this is like my 13th episode. So have a little look back after this episode and listen to that one. You can see all the the mistakes I made. You can see all the wins I had and things that I learned from launching that many times. But today we're going to be speaking about five tweaks you can make to your launch strategy. So your pre-existing launch strategy that can really make a big difference. Launching is something that takes strategy. It is not something that you can throw spaghetti at the wall at and hope it sticks. It's not something that you can wing the entire time. The best launches are the ones that have serious strategy and organization behind them. Everything that you do in a launch needs to have intention. It needs to have purpose. I have done it the way where I have been disorganized and I have been like, oh crap, I need to do this. Oh, what should I post today? And trust me when I say, not only does this increase your stress levels beyond belief, it also doesn't run half as smoothly and the results really speak for themselves. This isn't to say that every launch needs to be a huge production and it needs to be a 20-step extravaganza. It just means that the more prepared you are, the more organized you are, and the more that you feel like you're running your launch like an actual business person would, not like how a person that's just be like, yeah, I might launch today or, you know, here's a hobby, let's do this. The more you actually run and structure your launches like a business owner, the better your launches will be. And that doesn't always just mean income. Although that's a huge plus, right? But just in terms of your mindset, oh my God, oh my goodness. I mean, I could talk about launch mindset a lot, but that's a whole nother episode. Today, we're just going to be talking about five strategy tweaks that can make a huge difference if you haven't already put them into your launch strategy. So let's start with the very first one, and that is increasing your ramp up time. Now, a ramp up time is a fancy way of saying the teasing period, the period where you're not even actually selling your program yet. You're just 
putting it out there to your audience. Hey, this is something that I'm working on. This is how it's going to change your life. This is how it's going to change your business or whatever area it is that you sell in. You're going to have to say, Hey, this is groundbreaking. This is huge. You're really hyping the program up. And this can sometimes be called a hype period as well. And generally speaking, a launch runway can be anywhere from maybe like 15 days ahead of you opening doors to 60 days ahead of you opening your doors. Any more than that might be a bit excessive. And of course, it depends upon what type of launch you're doing. So are you doing a low ticket launch? Are you selling something that's much higher ticket and it's a longer time frame that you're going to be working with your clients? Okay, then your ramp up time might be longer. I've actually done an Instagram post on this, uh, sorry, an Instagram story about this. I've saved it to my training highlights. So go and check that out. Uh, my Instagram is at Katie Van Coaching. Of course, it'll be in the show notes below. And I talk about three different launch types and what offers they are best for. So if you haven't already, go and check that out after this podcast episode, of course. Okay. So increasing your ramp up time. The reason why this is so important and why this actually does make a huge difference is because the longer your audience are aware of your offer, the longer your audience are aware that an offer is coming and the longer time you have to make people aware of the problems that they are encountering in the area that you help them with, the the like the likelihood of them buying your program and wanting to buy your program increases exponentially when you open your doors or when you open your wait list. So you can't tease enough, in my opinion. I try and gear... Oh, I change the percentage quite frequently if you listen to this podcast. But if I if I say I do a 60 day ramp up period, I might start off by having maybe like 30 percent of my content geared towards what I'm going to be launching about. If I am two weeks out from launching, from opening my doors, 90 percent, 80 or 90 percent of my content, if not more, is geared towards the thing that I'm going to be selling. So making sure that your audience are so aware. You want people in your audience that don't see, because remember, people don't see every single piece of our content. That's just not how the algorithm works. It's not how people consume content. We don't see even our favorite content creators. We don't see all of their posts. So I find that you want people in your audience who don't see every single post to know that the name of your program, they want to, they want to know what it's going to be about and you want them to know when it's coming. You want them to be so aware that you are launching something and that you are going to be selling something soon. Even if they don't see every single one of your posts, that's how much you want to be talking about it. So increasing your launch runway is pivotal. It makes a huge difference, especially if you feel like your audience are on the colder side definitely increase your ramp up period, your launch runway. Number two, elevating your messaging. If you have followed me for the last, you know, forever (laughs) on Instagram, you will have seen that I, especially in the last few weeks, have been talking about how important messaging is. Oh my gosh. It is everything. You don't even need to be hyper visible. I mean, I suggest you do. And I'm going to talk about that in a bit, a bit later on. But if you have incredible messaging, 
that literally just cuts through that noise that says exactly, and I mean exactly, what your ideal client is thinking, what they're feeling, what they're struggling with, what their current behaviors look like, what they want their life to look like. If you create messaging that does that, your content will sell your program for you. You won't have to do hardly any of the work. Now, caveat to this, nailing your messaging is hard work. If you're amazing at copywriting and messaging just comes really naturally to you, power to you. But for most people, messaging is something that needs work. I would almost say 95% of people's messaging needs work. There are very few people that I see on Instagram actually, or anywhere really that I'm like, wow, their copy is amazing. And a lot of the time we might think our messaging is good. Say if we haven't done a lot of work on it, but actually we find ourselves repeating very similar things that we see in the industry. So if I'm using my own niche, for example, if if I'm using the sales and marketing niche and business niche, I see a lot of irresistible offers. I see a lot of 5K, 10K months. I see scale to this. I see a lot of that kind of content. And we subconsciously, without really even realizing it, start repeating the same messaging in our own content. And it's not different enough and it's not unique enough. It's not specific enough to really compels someone to want to learn more about our programs and to want to sell to them. We really want to create messaging that evokes an emotional response in our audience. We want messaging that isn't the same generic messaging that we see all the time. We want messaging that's interesting, that tells a story that is unique to us. Ideally, we want people that will read our copy without seeing our Instagram handles or our social handles, without seeing a photo of us, We want them to just read that copy and be like, oh, that's Katie's post. That's Katie's voice. That's Katie's unique story. That sounds like something Katie would say. If your content doesn't do that and it doesn't inject your own brand and personality into it and it doesn't inject any kind of uniqueness to it or interest, then you need to go back and you need to review your messaging. And actually on a side note, messaging is something that works really well with one-to-one intensives. So if you're listening to this and you're like, my messaging needs work, send me a DM on Instagram saying intensive, and we can have a little chat about that because I think that's something that can be worked on in a short space of time, but in an intensive way, because holy moly, messaging is a big one. It's harder than you think. I actually had a call, uh, last week with my girls from high impact sales school. And we were talking about messaging that week and I delivered a live training to them in the coaching call. And then we, you know, we went through their messaging and had a look and tried to make tweaks and improvements on it. And one of my clients messaged me afterwards. She was like, Oh my God, I needed that so much. I never actually took the time to really dissect my own messaging and realize that it needs some serious work. So I invite you, if you're listening to this now to not now necessarily, but go back and have a look at your messaging and be like, oh, is there some sort of disconnect? Does this sound like me? Am I reading this and getting excited about my offers? And if you're not, it's time to really ramp it up with your messaging. Number three, wait lists and pre-sale. Now, I harp on about waitlists and pre-sales so much. So I don't want to go on too long about this topic because I know you might be sick to death of me saying it, but the reason why I go on about it so much is because it honestly 
makes a huge difference. It really, really does. And you don't really understand the impact that a waitlist and a pre-sale can have until you do it for the first time. And you're like, oh my God, holy shit. It really is the difference between a sold out launch and a launch that flops. It's the difference between knowing how ready your audience are for your offer or if they need way more time to warm up to it. It's the difference between you hitting your income goals and you totally falling flat on your income goals. So if you have never experimented with doing waitlist or a pre-sale before, and I'm not going to go into a full strategy here because it's a lot and it almost needs its own dedicated episode. In fact, I actually did an episode about my um, waitlists and my pre-sale strategies revealed. They have since changed since that episode, but if you are a beginner and you want something to go off, go and listen to that because I do give away my strategies. Um, albeit slightly older strategies, but they still are effective and they've still worked for me. So go and listen to the episode afterwards for sure. I now have a much more strategic and in-depth waitlist and pre-sale strategy. I It involves scheduled emails, nurture sequences. It involves a more in-depth sales page. It involves a lot longer of a warm-up period to even promoting my waitlist. So now I announce two weeks before what my date for the waitlist is going to be for when that opens. People know. People know about it. And I cannot recommend this strategy enough. I cannot recommend it enough. That's why I go on about it so much. It also alleviates launch stress so much and anything that you can do to alleviate any kind of stress around launching because launching is work and launching really, you know, it can take it out of you. It can be draining, but anything you can do to minimize that is worth it. So I really make sure that I do anything I can. So waitlist is definitely one of them. In fact, everything that I'm doing here is really something like, especially the ramping up, you know, increasing my launch runway making sure my messaging is on point way before I open doors, doing a wait list, all of these things I do well in advance of before doors even open. And you'll notice that all of these strategies are really even the, the strategies that I do before doors open to ensure my launch is, is best, is the best it can be. I might actually make that the title of this, of this uh, podcast. We'll see how we go. So doing this, yeah, as I said, game changer absolute game changer. And of course, all of these things that I'm going to be talking about today are going to be covered in depth inside CLC because we've got eight weeks to work together in Confident Launch Collective. So I'm going to be going step by step through all of these strategies. And of course, I think one of the biggest concerns people have with programs like this that aren't one-on-one, although to be fair, launch uh, Confident Launch, I always get so tongue-tied saying this, Confident Launch Collective is a hybrid program. So it's one-on-one and group coaching. So you do get that really high touch one-on-one support from me and you get community support as well. Uh, But we go really in depth into all of these different strategies. And I think, yeah, as I said before, one of the biggest concerns people have with group coaching programs is that the strategies aren't tailored to their business. 
So that's why I included the one-to-one calls. And I also suggest that people take what resonates and leave what doesn't, but also be open, open to trying new things because there is a reason why you join a program like CLC. It's because what you're doing so far hasn't totally worked for you. You're wanting to try new strategies. You're wanting to get outside of your comfort zone. You're wanting to have the best launch results you possibly, possibly can. You're wanting to increase your income. So yeah, I'm on a tangent now, but that's all I'm saying. If you haven't tried a pre-sell or a waitlist before, do it, do it. (laughs) Okay. Number four, Getting new people into your audience and nurturing the people that are already there. Relationship building is massive. It is so important. I think we all know this by now. We know that it's the be all and end all. It it just is everything. And it's also important to have new eyes on your content. And I think there's this massive discourse online about it's not about the number of followers you have. And yeah, of course, right? Like we don't want to be too focused on vanity metrics. That's not important. What is important is getting new eyes on your content, you know, bringing new people into your sales funnel. I'm going to be real with you. Trying to hit a 10K month or a 5K month or whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve with 100 people in your audience, it's going to be really fucking hard. Okay. You want to build that authority. You want to build up an audience. You want to build up a community. You want to make sure that new eyes are on your content. New eyes are looking at your programs. If we keep selling to the same people again and again and again and again and again and again, again, I mean, we're exhausting our current audience. So we need to make sure that we're getting new eyes on our content and that we are also, of course, equally as important, nurturing the people that are already there. We don't want to be constantly focused on more, more, more. We also need to be focused on keeping in touch you know, nurturing people in your community, nurturing people that are already in your audience. And this leads me very nicely onto number five, posting a lot. There's been a massive difference between my content strategy. And I feel like I should probably do another episode completely about this, about my content strategy for this year. But there has been a, I don't use Instagram the same way that I used to. And I've noticed that Neither do other content creators, business owners, whatever. And really, I used to post, I'm trying to think now, maybe like two max, three times a week. Three would be an absolute max in 2020 and 2021. Not anymore, honey. You've got to up the ante. If you want to grow your audience and if you want to be seen by more people. If you want people to be more product aware, program aware, you need to be posting really frequently. And this might sound kind of draining, but when you've got a good content strategy that allows you to repurpose, that works smarter, not harder. It's actually not that hard. So I've started doing things like, actually, I I never used to batch my content. I used to absolutely hate batching content, but now I try and work a week in advance or at least have a day where I create my reels. That might like my Mondays are mainly dedicated because I don't have any coaching calls on Mondays. I mainly dedicate my Monday to batching my reels and just creating them, making sure they're done for the week. That's not to say that I don't create some on the fly during the week because that's kind of like how I like to work. I love to create things on the fly. But I also know that I want to make sure that I'm not spending my whole week just randomly trying to create content and put it out there. Like I'm actually being strategic about this. 
and I want to be posting. I try and post now about six times a week. It doesn't all need to be super detailed carousel posts. I like to do one or two of those a week, but I also am huge on reels because I know that reels means more reach. It means collaborations, which is really fun. I love collaborating with other people. And it also means increasing engagement and getting seen by new people, which goes back to getting new people into my audience, but also nurturing the ones that are already there. And I nurture via my stories and via my emails and via my carousel posts. So that draws to a close five tweaks you can make to your launch strategy that have a huge, huge impact before doors even open. You'll notice that a lot of this is about my ramp up, is about my pre-selling, is about my teasing and hyping and nurturing. So these actually make a huge, huge difference. You want to do all these things before doors open because once doors are open, you've got a very finite amount of time to get people inside your programs. And by that point, you don't want them to be in a consideration phase where they're like, oh, what's this program? Oh, do I need this? You want them to know that they need your program before doors even open. And that's where all the work happens. If you imagine an iceberg, you know, that iceberg analogy, the tip of the iceberg is your cart open period, but the rest of the iceberg is all the work behind the scenes and all the work that goes into a launch before you open your doors. All right. So let's go through those five tweaks again, increasing your ramp up time, increasing your launch runway. Number two, elevating your messaging. Number three, doing a pre-sale or a wait list. Number four, getting new people into your audience and nurturing the people that are already there. And number five, posting a lot, increasing the amount of times you are posting during your, during the week and any time in general. <laughs> okay. So really hope you guys found this one helpful. Really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you are listening to this and you're like, I need Katie's help. I'm sick of launching alone. I'm sick of these shitty launches where I'm not coming anywhere near close to my income goals, where I'm not filling my programs with dream clients, where I want to learn how to warm my audience up, properly warm them up before I launch. I want to understand the mechanics of launching. You want to go into into your next launch with confidence, knowing exactly what you need to do. And you want to deep dive into things like pre-selling and waitlist, like you don't understand it fully. You want to elevate your strategy. You want to go in feeling like a total badass. You want to know exactly what you're doing and you want to do it with support because that is the thing inside CLC. Of course, you're going to learn all the strategy, but you're going to have a community of people that are doing exactly what you're doing. You're going to have me with my eyes on your business. You're going to have two strategy calls with me, one-on-one strategy calls, as well as eight coaching calls where I'm going to be teaching you all the strategy and you can ask me all the questions. If this is something that you know you need, it's time, baby. The waitlist is open for Confidence, Confident Launch Collective. <laughs> Will I say it right one day? Maybe, maybe not. The doors are open for the waitlist. When you join the waitlist, you are going to get 200 pounds off the program. This is not going to be a hugely high ticket offer as well. So it is worth, even if you are contemplating joining the program, getting your little tush 
on the waitlist because you are not locking yourself into the program by joining the waitlist. You're just locking yourself into getting that discount if you do choose to sign up. The waitlist is open from now until the 29th of Oh, hang on. Is it the 29th? Let me double check. Let me double check. Nope. The 27th, which is this Sunday at 9 p.m. Australian Western Standard Time, which I believe is like 1 p.m. GMT. So just check out your time zone. But it's open from the, uh, from now until the 27th, this, this coming Sunday, and it closes at 9 p.m. This will be your only chance to get in for a discount this big. So if it is what you want. It is what you need. You know you need to do it. Link is in the show notes below. All right, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you. Thank you so much, of course, always for listening. If you like this episode, shoot me a five stars. Always love to see the reviews. I love you so much. And I will talk to you all in the next episode. Bye.